Test one, two, one, two, test one, two. This is Uncle Hokage, your otaku uncle. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Uncle Hokage's anime podcast. And I'm very excited about this particular episode because we have one of the best people that I am wonderfully getting to know. Uh, he's fantastic. He's an up-and-coming voice actor out here in Texas. He is finding his way into the anime scene. And we've been doing a little uh, little work together, a few projects. And I think he's going to be fantastic in that arena. So everybody, give a warm welcome to Quan Sue. How's it going, Quan Sue? Hello, hello, hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, but can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you perfectly. All, All right, right, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, so we had a little momentary lapse. The actual um, receiver for the cordless microphone that Quan Su is using literally went out for the first time as we're recording this podcast. Just like my career. No. <laughs> 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 exactly. So I'm putting my gear away. Uh, as we were asking you earlier, Kwansu, how are you doing today? Um, we're very glad to have you. I'm fantastically excited about working with you in a lot of endeavors. How are you, man? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, man. Like when we was working on the anime voice acting earlier today, I didn't know how much work it would have to be put together, just like the voice acting and watching you edit and everything. Yeah. It's just, man, like I just, it just blew my mind just working. It with is you. a ton of work, and you're doing great. And I think one of the things that I really admire and that I really appreciate is the fact that you're just deciding to go ahead and do it. Because a lot of people, they'll just say they want to do something, and then it'll be like a dream in the back of their mind that they never quite get to. But you're going for mm. it. I think that's fantastic. Uh, how did it feel when you were uh, trying out different vocal ranges and different styles of voices? Oh, my gosh, dude. I was so, I don't know how to explain it, but I was just embarrassed. Like, I just felt goofy. And, like, just working with you and you giving me the encouragement to try it, yeah, was, I was just full of laughter. You and I both was just laughing. But, like, it was a good experience, you know? <laughs> it was fun. I mean, we were actually like having a good time, yeah. which is what I think everybody can only hope for when they start going and chasing after something they really want to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, on top of that too, like, wouldn't it have been terrible if you started doing it and you found out, wow, I really, I really hate this. <laughs> like that, that would suck. That wouldn't be great. <laughs> but I love that you're loving it. Um, so what we should probably break down a little bit just mm -hmm. for the people listening, what it is you are trying to do. Like, how did you decide, okay, I think I want to be a voice actor. Right, right. So how did you uh, kind of come to that thought? Well, me, I just recently just, you know, graduated college and everything. My mom just kept asking me, what do you want to become? What do you want to become? And just like any other people around the world, we don't know what we want to become. And so, like, I've always loved anime. Yeah. And uh, it just finally just hit me. It's like, if you love it so much, why don't you try to do something in that field? Yeah. Yeah. And I know that a lot of people, they just are wanting to know, how do you become a voice actor? And I'm not saying that you've... Yeah. You're, you've figured it out yet. You're still taking those first integral, important steps to mm -hmm. kind of getting in that avenue. Right. Um, 
but you first most important thing is making the decision to try to do it yeah i mean it's just if you have the decision i understand there's like some financial matters you know like yeah. save some money you know that's always hard take some classes but like if you know it in your heart and this is what i've come to is just i just love anime like yeah i've had my ups and downs but like i've watched anime help me feel better and it's just i just fell in love with it and you know i'm a big otaku fan yeah all the <laughs> japanese speaking people out there otaku <laughs> hell yeah i mean i'm everybody's otaku uncle so i feel you 100 mm -hmm. percent on that um one of the things that I've always, I really appreciate is the attitude that you bring to it when it comes to that financial aspect is you don't see it as, oh, I'm just throwing money out or I'm just spending money. You see it as an investment. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, if I'm going to take this class or if I'm going to pay for a class or I'm going to pay to go to certain jobs or whatever, you're seeing it as small money now for big upside later right right because also my thinking is uh the best person to invest in is always yourself and yeah yeah if you don't take a step in anything like how are you going to decide where you want to take your step in in any direction or path for me it's just sometimes you just got to say i want to do it let's just give it a shot something may be good <laughs> bad who knows? Only you would know if he takes those steps, you know? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're deciding to take the steps, even if it doesn't work out, I always feel like it's good. Mm -hmm. Because at the same time, not only do you have to try something to know if you love it, but right. how do you find out if you don't love it? You got to try it. Right. I, that's why I agree with you. Like, like you said, if you don't know if you love it or you love it, you only know if you try. And uh, if you don't like it, it's still a good learning experience. That's how I yeah, feel. I agree. I agree. So um, you, you, you made the decision that you wanted to get into uh, voice acting. And in addition to anime, you wanted to do voice acting for gaming, mm -hmm. uh, correct? Because we, we had met at the uh, Gaming Expo out here in uh, Irving, Texas from um, two or three weeks back. And uh, Kwansu was uh, volunteering and just going around, uh, spreading love and making everyone feel 130% welcome uh, at the convention. And uh, that's kind of where you started to pick up um, yeah. that notion, right? Right, because, man, I just needed to do something because I just got back from a trip or so. And uh, oh, cool. I just, I don't know, there was just, it just always felt like there was kind of like a void or something because I'm still like, new semi-new to texas and uh oh yeah you're from um yeah i'm from washington state man and so just coming to texas first thing i know is no trees what where did all these trees go <laughs> <laughs> probably to the bridges that's how i got lost you know <laughs> and uh <laughs> and uh so i was like when i got back i was like i still don't know anyone and yeah, I mean, it's hard out, but like, I just needed to go out. And my mom always tells me, you know, you have a great personality. You need to go meet people. And so I was like, yeah, I love anime stuff. And I've gone to conventions and just like a couple conventions up in Seattle. And uh, I was like, why not try it here? And uh, since I'm not cosplaying or anything, if 
since I didn't have so much money, one way is to volunteer. And so that way, yeah, I got to put some hours in, but I can get to a convention there, set up, work my shifts, and once I'm done, I can still have time to explore the gaming convention. And then you get to go out, you get to play, because they had all those really amazing arcade games set up. Oh, um, yeah. That, that was probably my favorite part of the expo. So they had all of the old school fighters and some of the rare um, Japanese fighters. You don't really see. Like I saw a Fist of the North Star fighting game, which was <laughs> yeah. very weird. Um, and then uh, Kwon Su introduced me to Melty Blood. That one was cool. Oh, um, man. Yeah. That <laughs> We're going to have to do a rematch, man. <laughs> I didn't know if that was based on, and I feel like there's an anime called Melty Blood, but I couldn't remember. Um, I don't know if you know or not. Uh, I'm pretty sure there should be an anime of Melty Blood, but don't kill me, guys. I'm not 100% sure. I'm just like 50-50. I, I think there is, but part of me is name like, is really familiar. Yeah. Like, uh, and I was like, I don't know. But then you're like, no, it's a really dope game. And it was. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just that with those fighting games, all the different styles are so mm -hmm. different. Like, there is the, 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 the classic staple of Street Fighter, but Street Fighter style is different than Tekken, which is different than SNK, which is also different from, like, uh, Dead or Alive. Yeah. And the, the, the vibe is just you have to learn, you have to like read, teach yourself mm -hmm. how to play those games a lot of the time. Um, and you've played Smash Brothers too, I'm, I'm sure. Like the new oh, one, right? yeah, free and some of the volunteer work I was working, dude, I was talking so much smack and then <laughs> next year I know, I won. No, no, I got smacked myself. Like That's a fun oh. game. But like when I was playing that, I picked like Ken... And yeah. Ryu and I kept trying to do like quarter circle like punch and like <laughs> yeah. no that is not how you do it no way yeah it's just a whole different output but like going back to like Melty Ball and everything I think anime type fighting games is always going to hold a special place for everyone because like yeah I understand Tekken and Soul Calibur and those 3D fighting aspects but it's just something about 2D anime games yeah, I like the 2D too yeah it's just it's just so nostalgic, but still, like, it's there and so fun to play. And you can, what I like about it is, like, you can do so many, like, combos. Not, like, ultra combo where you have to keep doing combo, combo, combo to get the health down. Like, in, was it, Killer Instinct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where you have, like, the hundred-something combos yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. And their health only goes down, like, a quarter <laughs> inch. I was like, this is some BS, man. <laughs> But, yeah, it's just with the 2D anime, like, I just love it, man. I do, too. I do, too. I mean, there's a couple of uh, 3D titles, but they still do that kind of 2D style mm -hmm. where it's just side-scrollers, but they use 3D, like, graphics. Right, Like, right. Um, you've probably played Rival Schools. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I've heard of it, but I haven't played it or had a had chance to play it. That was a game that came out on like the original PlayStation, and then they had a sequel in the Dreamcast called Project Justice, where it was like playing an anime. Mm -hmm. What it is is each different school had three fighters that you would select from. So it's oh, like there's man. the sports school and then there's a typical school. So, but it was made by Capcom. So yeah. the main character was basically Ryu and Sakura from Street Fighter is in it at that school. 
So it's connected, but it's 3D models, but it's Mm -hmm. 2D. It's from like the side to side. And then they cleaned them up for the Dreamcast, but that's like really the only one. Yeah. You know, I want to play Street Fighter like Alpha 3. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's what I want to play. Oh, man. Just, man, yeah, going back, like talking about all this anime fighting game and everything because like I'm going to try and become an aspiring uh, voice actor slash Hell yeah. I like, I want to voice some of those uh, fighting games. You'd be like, hey, that's me. <laughs> In a sense, I'm the one who's punching you. <laughs> but it sucks because like, you're punching me too. <laughs> Kwansu is going to be like, so yeah. you can. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, if your character hits mine, I just want my character to be like, every time you hit me, what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> He's just chastising you yeah. as you hit him. <laughs> <laughs> just hey, back off me bro <laughs> <laughs> but, oh man yeah and just yeah just like thinking about this whole entire like saga my saga I know I'm saying the word saga like I'm already an anime character but you hey. are <laughs> <laughs> it's the stuff <stars. Yeah. laughs> and I don't know like as the more I start doing all the voice acting like I don't know how it is for other people, but I just envision myself and I can actually see myself like becoming this performer like to not just connect with people just who's watching, like you can connect with people around the world because like there's millions and millions of people just watching anime around oh, yeah. the world. Oh yeah. And it's always being sub, dubbed in many different languages and you know. Well, I mean, I just, that's, the, that's the beautiful part about it is yeah. it's global. And it's getting to that, almost that Marvel comic book point mm-hmm. where um, it's no longer just within its own niche community. There is that mainstream appeal for Captain America. And soon right, right. everybody's going to want to be Naruto. And they're going to want to do the Naruto run over to Area 51. Like, I think <laughs> <laughs> that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Oh man, you see just a whole bunch of people. Rasenga the Area 51. <laughs> You're gonna see like an alien come out with like Menginko Sharingan and stuff. You're like, oh, oh we didn't know. <laughs> Tachi's been here, he's been training him. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a great way to connect with people. That's how mm-hmm. I met a lot of people when I was in college for my first um couple of years. I was at Purdue for about a year and a half before I dropped out. And um, some of my best, like, coolest people that I met was all through the anime community. Um, one of my buddies, he was a part of a fan sub group. So he, right. was, he did all the subtitles. That was his job. And he would, like, show me. He, would st- he was trying to get, like, fancy with them. But then he's like, <laughs> no, no, people can't read it. Let me pull it back. Let me pull it back. I'm one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's the truth. I mean, we had a good time because we went and we did some filming at Anime Fest two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And um, just going to the Anime Fest, like, that's where I got to work with Christian. And, oh, let me tell you, like, part of becoming voice acting, like, sometimes you just got to put, like, interview reels together. And um, yes, I was just working with them. And, yeah, it's gave me more comfortable because part of voice acting you have to be able to project your voice and like even perform these voice in front of like maybe one or could be 10 i don't know how many people are working in the studio if i 
When I become a voice actor, I would know, but like you have to perform not just in the studio, but in front of the other people yeah, you're working Yeah, you gotta with. be comfortable mm -hmm. saying goofy lines in front of like a room <laughs> of people. Yeah. <laughs> like when you th think about it too, cause you know, if you guys are listening to this podcast, you're probably anime fans already. So you know how crazy a lot of the dialogue can get. Yeah, it's just, I think it, I think when the blue part, when the blue part kind of like goes off, the microphone is still going. So I think you're good. Oh, okay. So next time that happens, we'll just test it. We're having mic issues, people. We're gonna keep all this in because I like to be as authentic as possible. Go ahead and say something, Kwansu. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. Yeah, he's still live. I think the mic just does that. Um, yeah. But it's, it's 100% on. Um, go ahead. But yeah, going back to the interview is just, it got me to like talk to people more and yeah, I was scared. Most people won't admit, but yeah, I was scared to talk to people, but then finally like Christian's like, you know, you got this, you're doing good, giving me encouragement. And I was like, you know, I started getting comfortable and then started talking with people. And uh yeah, it just it helped me become better like at like voicing my voice out there, if that made any sense. Yeah, I know voicing my voice. <laughs> Get off me people, but it's just <laughs> It helped me learn how to talk better and like project my voice so it's, it's loud but not too loud but clear and so I can enunciate my words. Yeah, I'm also trying to get Kwon Su to be in front of the camera as well and speaking to people. He's really good at connecting with people and I feel like you really are, dude. You're really dude, good at I connecting with people. <laughs> Oh man, like I don't know. he'll know somebody for half a second and then just know the right way to get them to kind of open up. So he's, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, you're the interviewer. <laughs> get out, <laughs> like, here's your mic. And man, editing up the anime fuss like footage, it is killing me because oh. the uh, the camcorder that I use, I'm never using it again yeah. with that microphone. Mm -hmm. With the microphone I use, the microphone cord or the the good microphone was too powerful for the cheap camcorder, but the cheap microphone worked good with the camcorder, but we did like half the footage on the good mic, so I'm yeah. like just scrounging to clean up that audio footage, but next time, uh, now I know. Which mic to use. Yeah, and, and another thing, uh -huh. the camcorder, it records it in AVI, but that's not compatible with a Mac. So I have to convert the video file to a movie <laughs> and then I can export it. It's, it's, a, it's just been the weirdest process. It, yeah, but I'm learning, I really am learning a lot from it. I mean, it's been two weeks and usually like you can get stuff edited in like two hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but I'm, I, I'm so grateful that we were able to kind of really put in that time because just seeing how Kwon Su is in front of people, he is going to dominate. Like you, you, you think you're not going to know who this person is when the podcast is, but you're going to know him for years. Dude, Guaranteed. I hope so. Yeah, man. Guaranteed. It's just, I mean, I would hope that the Funimation or any other people listening pick me up. Yeah, that Funimation. <laughs> yeah, and I pay mean, him good. Yeah, he yeah. needs to eat. I, I need to eat, man. Can't be living with my mom for too long, you know? <laughs> but, I mean, just working with Christian, like, he's one dedicated dude, and, like, I love his work ethic. And just, like, working with him, like, I'm learning a lot, and he's giving me pointers that, like, 
I do appreciate it and is helping me become a better like interviewer and then better voice actor and actor and just like, like he's helping me all right all just everything and um yeah, so what we've yeah. been doing a little bit today is we're recording some tags because we're putting together Kwansu's reel. Um, now, it's my understanding that mm-hmm. when they're hiring voice actors, and I'm not, and I'm, I'm not saying that you're like doing the hiring, but you've been kind of learning the process. Right. So they want to see just different footage of you. Um, with doing different voices and footage of you as your voice coming out of characters' mouths and stuff like that. Right, right, right. Gotcha. And it's just <clears throat> a lot of things like you told me, like, I tried to do a high-pitched voice. Man, that got me messed up. Like, I'm not sure. Yeah, there could be some dudes hitting the high-pitched voice, but, dude, we was just laughing. Like, I ain't going to lie. <laughs> it was like I was an awkward teenager, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun, and it gets you to kind of loosen up some. Yeah. I mean, you were getting kind of comfortable, though, towards the end. You were kind of flowing, Dude, kind of oh, feeling man. it. Yeah, I was feeling it, man. <laughs> then Until you tripped me up with, do it a British accent, then <laughs> I hit right. it. I tried to do my British accent, but I came out Australian, and <laughs> we was just laughing. Dude, like, British, do British. Why are you Australian, mate? <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm just all messed up, you know? <laughs> Oh my god, that's so true. Yeah. That is literally what it happened. Just, it just, oh my goodness. But like, I did it. I didn't know I had that voice in me. It's just like, you know, Super Saiyan 12, you know, just, oh man. That's right. His hair like turned like rainbow. Like it was all the colors because he's 12 now. Dude. Like <laughs> it was incredible. Um, so in addition to that, after he gets that together, he's going to put his reel together. And this is what I think people need to know is the journey. Because there's mm-hmm. other people out there who are like you, who are like, man, I just love anime. I've got a great voice. Um, I want to get out there. How can I get in this industry? And you're kind of learning that process. So I right. think sharing that with people is pretty valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, you've also are like, you know, we're, we're kind of lucky because we're in Texas and Funimation is really close to us. Yeah, because I didn't even know that Funimation was in Texas because one of the things, if you really want to do voice acting, and I never thought I would have the chance, but it's just one of those gaming expos or conventions or cons. I just went to it, and the one that happened to be volunteering, I just started talking to people, and that's how I met Christian, just talk to people, learn about everyone's passion or, like, why they're here at the gaming, just talking otaku stuff. And then next thing I know, we're working together, and um, we went to this other convention, and then not every convention is going to have it, but they have conventions where they're going to have panels talking about how you can become a voice actor, and um yeah absolutely yeah it's just i saw some of the panels but what i did was what helped me kind of get my foot in through the door a little bit is i went to the voice actors i know it's like a little bit unconventional but you know sometimes you got to take the unconventional way in order to make progress and that's what i did was i was waiting in line for like the autograph signing of course, I was waiting for the Japanese people to do the autograph sign, but also went to the American side because I was like, you know, why not just go in there? And that's what I did. And then you know how long the panel for autographing can take. 
All day sometimes. <laughs> oh, my gosh, all day. Mm-hmm. But uh, I saw the line was just barely moving, inching, inching. And I was like the guy, the last guy at the back. And I was like, you know what? Since the line's not moving so fast, I'm just going to come up. And it happens to be one of the voice actors I actually want to talk to because he was, you know, an engineer and everything. Then he started voice acting and then actually became a director. And so I started, so cool. yeah, I just started talking to him. And, you know, I was like, I'm interested in becoming a voice actor. What do I need to do? I just asked him flat out. There was no games. I didn't like stutter or anything. I just, I want to become a voice actor. And then did he just like say, get out of the line and slap you in the face or? I mean, after all that commotion, then he pulled me over to the side. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. He was like super chill guy, you know, and he just told me, you know, if you want to become a voice actor, here's the contact. This is what email you need to send to. And then he even told me, like, for Funimation, sometimes you just got to put a reel together and send it into them. They like it, they like it, they don't, they don't. Just practice your crafts. And, but one of the ways is, like, I'm actually, because I was talking with him, and he even talked about, oh, he was having a class. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to do his class too because I'm going to pick up more information, become better at my craft, practicing, you know, and then just go from there. And then... Yeah, and you're going to get that front-facing time with the voice actor. He's going to remember you because Mm -hmm. he started as an engineer, which is really cool, and then he started as a voice actor, which is even cooler, Yeah. and now he's a director. So he's going to be the one that you're going to want to know. And you came up to him, you were passionate, and then when you take his class, he sees that you're serious on top of that. So yeah, now you're on his short list, and he's just waiting for you to get the craft down, waiting for you to get your skills high. You know, get that XP. Yeah, it's just, dude, I just want to be like just OP, just one of those overpowering <laughs> characters like Naruto. But before I get there, you know, everybody takes those baby steps. Like, you remember how Naruto took his, like, that guy tricked him into taking the, was it the Shadow the Clone Jutsu? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, that, just, that guy, Mitsuki. Yeah. Mitsuki tricked them, and then, like, Iruki yeah. sensei comes in and just takes that like start to the back and just like I got you Naruto almost teared me up man yeah man man Naruto is an emotional show in the beginning dude I was just emotionally conflicted with myself I had to take cold showers hot showers <laughs> I couldn't make up my mind <laughs> but like yeah just like talking to the director and everything and uh, I just he just happened to be one of the voice main character for one of the characters and I was just talking to him and it was the Silver Guardian and I pointed out his character and me and him we just started like I don't know we just connected over his main character as uh Soigen Riku and for the Silver Guardian putting out his uh anime and his anime character. <laughs> yeah. Put it all out there. People yeah. want to know. And he's just a phenomenal dude. His name uh Kyle and uh he just talked with him and then he's the one who told me do this with the email contact and if you put a reel together you can send out to Fundimation and I said I want to take his class and you know I called the studio that he works at seeing what time and then that's what I'm doing right now and then because I remembered it's not going to happen with everyone and I understand that but it's just one of those moments where it's just like I know this character not a lot of people knew no one pointed it out and I was the 
first one to point it out to him, and we just started talking oh, about. And yeah. so you really stood out to him. Yeah, yeah. as just and the icing on cake. He's a director, man. I was exactly. Like, oh, of my all the characters to know, his was the character. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Oh man, sometimes you just you just get lucky, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, you're making your own luck mm-hmm. because you decided to get out of line. I know. And try right? something when everyone else would have been too scared. Yeah. And even if you are scared, you had the courage to do it anyway. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like I just straight up cut people. It was just like people were moving like slow and there was already like two to three people like they still had to stop by. And so he was literally the last guy. And so that's how I approached him. And then like, I, honestly, like, I was swaying back and forth and he saw me and he was like, come on, come on. Don't worry. Like, I'll come talk with you. I was like, sweet, you know? <laughs> he's, a, just, he's a cool person. Yeah, that's really dope. I like that a lot. Just chill guy. Didn't make me feel uncomfortable, you know? And I just, that was my first time actually meeting a voice actor. Like, I, of course, I met voice actors just like in a big panel, but like mm-hmm. that was first time talking like kind of one-on-one and uh, we was just talking and then he told me what I needed to do and then he said oh I can uh I'm doing this class and you should take my class of course he's gonna pitch me his class to of course make money but like I didn't see it as that it's like he actually showed genuine interest like this is a way to get better if it doesn't go the first way like your way you know like Sometimes it does go that way, sometimes it doesn't, but it's still going to take practice with your craft, as when we was recording earlier, Christian and I. Yeah, I mean, you have to just do it a thousand times. Yeah. Really, and that's basically what you're doing, and when you go and take somebody else's course who is actually in the industry, right. who has actually been a voice actor, knows the shortcuts, knows what they're going to be looking for, it's just going to really speed up yeah i totally agree with you your ability to get in that industry i know a lot of people who want to get in the comedy they take mm-hmm. improv classes they're like the famous ones like groundlings in california or um there's one in chicago name escapes me at the moment um but they're paying in order to learn how to be funny and people are going to say, well, why are you paying? You know, you should be getting paid because you're going right, out. In, yeah. But no, it's an investment in their future. A lot of the famous comedians did that. So I'm looking forward to you in uh, six years being like, Whew. so this is how I got and I took this class that I found at Anime <laughs> yeah. Fest. And I learned so like it's going to that I really believe in stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I really, yeah, that's going to be awesome, dude. And just like. Just, I don't know, like, I'm just, like, so excited to be working with you and then just gearing up to get ready for his class because I know I'm going to learn a lot of things. And, you know, I'm just, it just happens yeah. to be a director. I'm taking this class. So in addition to that, you and I are going to be starting to put together some more, um, some more stuff. Right. Now that I kind of know on my end, how to make the process easier, more streamlined. You kind of know what you're going to do up right. front and connecting with people. We're going to be hitting up some other conventions here in the uh, in the future. Right. Um, I think the closest one, there's one in Louisville in October that I kind of half mentioned at Anime Fest. But I think it's more of like a Japanese culture festival. And I think it would be really cool to get some of that stuff for our otaku brethren and things like that. But there's all kinds of conventions. Mm-hmm. Like I want us to be able to get to the point where we're like, all right, we're going to Comic-Con. Let's, <laughs> let's gear up. We got the, we got the, some red carpet interviews. Yeah. Because like, I totally agree with you. Like, I, cause what I see is, uh, 
of course anime is anime but it really is the japanese culture and yeah a lot yeah. of people's like because of anime a lot of people's actually been influenced by the japanese culture and their culture is like dude i love takoyaki like oh my god i can live on that like just shoot it in my arm right now <laughs> <laughs> i think that's one of the things i want to say i tried it once and let me make sure i'm thinking of the right food takoyaki is that that could either be the the was it the the fried like fish shaped dessert or the octopus balls which one no, is it no um the octopus balls octopus is balls takoyaki is the octopus ball and taiyaki is the That's fish shaped one yeah so takoyaki i had that when we climbed up to uh, i think it was a not a Buddhist shrine, but it was some old castle. And oh, they, yeah. It was beautiful, but they had like the cart sub stuff. So I'm yeah. just like eating everything. <laughs> and I was like, I've seen this on every show. It was so good. It was yeah. really good. Um, how You spent a bunch of time in Japan, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Yeah, I've spent some time in Japan because uh, like college, you know, one of the best things to do in college is, yeah, I understand you want to stick with your friends, but for me... I was that one kid who's like, you know, I need to branch out and just find my path, you know, and that's what I did. I was the only kid in my high school to not be like, or to be like, let's go on my own journey. Like, of course, I made friends there, mm-hmm. but a lot of people what I saw was, yeah, let's, let's be friends. Let's go to the same college. Let's stick together, this, that, that. I mean, that's fine and all, but... So where did you end up, uh, how did you end up out in uh, Japan? Me? It was because of college. For college, I met, like, what we had was international club. I just became friends with all the international people. And then, uh, of course, I had saved up some money, because like, my friends were like, oh, you don't spend that much money, because I'm saving it for something. And then I talked with some of my friends from Japan, and then when they went back to Japan, I was like, you know what, why not... Like, I still kept in contact with everyone. I was like, "Smart, let's let's go to Japan. Let's do something crazy." And oh my goodness, it was a trip, man! Like, see, oh. this is. I'm so glad you're here saying this, and I'm gonna tell you why, Kwansu, and I'm gonna tell the viewers why or the listeners. I did a podcast mm-hmm. three weeks ago about how to get to Japan. And I broke it down by age range. And I said, if you are in college, <laughs> yeah. go either become an international relations major where you have to go and study abroad for a semester or go to the international club, right? Right, I'm right. so glad he's saying this. That he's smart. He knew what he wanted to do and he figured out the way to do it. So when you got there, not only are you in Japan, but you're young. You don't have kids or... Maybe you did. I don't know. Dude, no, no. I don't, <laughs> I don't have any kids, but let me tell you. When we, my friends and I, we were supposed to meet up, right? Because they have that day. They're ahead of us a day ahead. And when I got my plane ticket, long and behold, I forgot about the, how the hours work in the world, you know? And so my friend, she's like, yeah, I could come pick you up on a Monday. I was like, okay, I bought my ticket. On the Monday. And then next thing I know, I, when I got there, what day it was? Not a Monday. <laughs> it was a Tuesday. And so I literally had to fly into Narita Airport, took the bus to Shinjuku. And next thing I know, 
I didn't know where my hotel was. And I was asking people on the street, do you speak English? Do you speak English? And this is word for word, verbatim, this is what they said. Sorry, don't speak English. And in my head, I'm just like, oh, heck no. You just spoke English to me. <laughs> and then finally, like, I just like, I just, you know, business person who's ever having a suit might have decent English, broken English. That's what I did. Talk to them. Found a nice guy, finds like, okay, I'll, I'll do this for you, I'll help you out. And uh, we found my hotel finally, but we was looking for my hotel for one hour, hour and a half. And I was just like sweating because the humidity and just the heat, because I was there during like the summer. Yeah, and uh, summer. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. If you want to lose weight, go to Japan in summer. <laughs> and uh, it was just, we just called the phone, Call, I mean, use his cell phone and to call the hotel, and then finally he, we talked to them, and they're like, okay. And the dude looks at me, and he's like, I know where it's at. So he was walking around for an hour, hour and a half. Hotel, 15 minutes away. Literally, <laughs> 15 minutes away. And I'm just walking around here, losing weight, looking like a model. <laughs> and I was just like, this is going to be a story to tell. <laughs> that's awesome. But see, that's yeah. why people, you see, he f got there, the worst scenario. He didn't know how to get where he was going. No one spoke his language, and he is fine. Yeah, I didn't speak Japanese at all because I wasn't sure I was going to go to Japan. It's just like one of those spontaneous things. I was like, why not? Why not? Why and not? now he has all these amazing, dope memories from being out in Japan. And a lot of people will put things off that they really want to do because reasons. Like, mm -hmm. just go do it. Go try it. Um, when you got there, like, what was, like, the experience just like in the, be in the beginning, you know? Once you're settled, you have a hotel. Oh, dude, I want to go everywhere, like... Okay, let me remind you about this. When you, if you ever travel in Japan, you better have some Japanese cash on you. Like, oh my God. Like, I went in there a few times to, I was like, yeah, I want to try this restaurant, you know? Let's try this restaurant. And I was going to this place, I forgot what the name of it was. And this lady, like, she sits me down. I don't know why. Some people say I look Japanese. I don't. Viewers, I don't look Japanese. <laughs> Whatever uh, Uncle Otaku says, don't believe him because I, I don't. He, he, he kind of looks Japanese <laughs> if you don't know what a Japanese person looks the like. The saga continues. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me. I just, they just kept talking to me in Japanese. Before, okay, before, I got another story after this too. <laughs> I'm just full of stories. Let, it, let, let us have it. This yeah. is why we're here. Okay, for, okay, let me go back to the restaurant one. Is uh, She talks to me in Japanese and she's like, I was like, sorry, I don't speak Japanese. She's like, oh, okay, but she straights up, looks me in the eye and she's like, you know, we don't take card. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, do, you guys don't take foreign cards? She's like, no, we don't take cards at all. Like, we only pay with cash. And she was nice enough to be like, oh, yeah, we only take cash, you know? So I was like, oh, okay, thank you. And then, like, so I left. But then when I went to another restaurant, sat down, ordered my food, and uh, I ate. Next thing I know, <laughs> the worst-case scenario just happened. It's like, sorry, don't take card. I was like, oh, my God, I have zero yen. Zero yen. <laughs> <laughs> so did you end up, how did you get out of that situation? 
Dude, she was like a Japanese Obachan. Obachan means grandma and dude, she she was so nice and she's like of course she was nice, but she was like, you know, there's an ATM over there, so I offered like my ID or something so she know I'd come back. But for some reason she trusted me and I went over to the ATM. Seven eleven is the best or one of the best places to go if you wanna get use your debit or credit card for foreign yeah i went there too yeah, yeah. and uh that's what i did came back paid her and ever since then like every time i traveled to japan i always at least once stopped by there because she really became like a japanese grandma to me and so i always anytime i visit japan i always have to make a stop and see her and I always give her gifts because she hasn't traveled to america not that to to my knowledge i don't think she's traveled to america yet but She's starting to get up in there in age, so I'm always coming back with her, or not with her, but to her, giving her gifts, and just we just talk, and just it's phenomenal, That's man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Before I forget, let me tell you that. Before he forgets. This, oh, this. Going back to what I said, I don't look Japanese, but the flight intended. This got me messed up. I know people's gonna laugh hearing this, but oh my goodness, I was sitting. Like, window seat, the guy was sitting in the aisle seat, and there's a middle seat in between us, right? And the flight attendant comes, starts speaking to me in Japanese, and I'm like, oh, sorry, don't speak Japanese, you know? And she's like, oh, okay. And then she leaves, because she's giving us food. Then she comes back giving us food again. And I was like, oh, no. She asked me again what I wanted to eat or drink. I was like, sorry, don't speak Japanese, but can I have this? And she's like, oh, okay. And then me and the, there was a white guy sitting next to me, not next to me, but in the other seat, and we was talking to each other, and we are like, yeah, man, I just got done telling her I don't speak Japanese. You, she's not going to do it again, right? He's like, no, no, I, I don't think she's going to do it again because like you already told her twice, and I was like, yeah, do I look Japanese to you? And... I was so happy when he's like, nah, dude, you don't even look, ja- like, you look Asian and, like, you know, mixed, but you don't look Japanese, right? I was like, oh, all right, cool, cool, cool. So it's not in my head. Okay, cool. Third time, this is the moment. She's wheeling her uh, cart, coming over slowly with a bright smile, looks over at me. She knows. She knows she's going to be like, oh, what would you like, sir? Oh, heck no. She just spoke to me in Japanese again. Made this white dude. Oh, yeah. She's doing it on purpose after that point. She's like, watch, watch, watch. watch. I'm going to make this tourist one more time. She tells us. She winks. Okay, here I go. Oh, man. Yeah. Gives you a big smile. Oh, dude. It's just. See, the thing was, this white guy is going to Japan because he was actually studying Japanese. (laughs) (laughs) And he told her in Japanese, he doesn't speak Japanese at all. And I'm pretty sure we, every time she came by, we never made eye contact. Either she felt embarrassed or she's like, she just refused that I wasn't Japanese. Like, she wanted me to be Japanese. I was like, can I just have water? <laughs> I love the, one of the cool things, too, is the food on the plane. Yeah, they're surprisingly good. It's really good. Um, know, which which yeah. airlines did you take? I took American Airlines. Like, if you want to experience Japan, just just take their airplane food and that's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's kind of right. Like 
um, what shocked me too is how much uh, how much sake and beer is just readily available all the time, like beer in the vending machines. So oh, I was yeah. like, huh, I, I guess I will go get a quick beer. And it's not like the beers are extremely heavy, like Canadian beer or anything like that. They're mm-hmm. nice and light. But it's just a really cool experience, coffee in the vending machine, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I had one where it was a mix between Coca-Cola and coffee. It was delightful. What? I, what? It was it was great. Wait, back that up. Say that one more time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was just wasn't even any any place special. It was just one of the vending machines in the streets in Tokyo, and it had uh, mini sized cans, and it was half Coca Cola, half coffee. It was great. Oh, you're going to kill American people with that. It was like, great. Well, I'm sure it wasn't like American Coke. Yeah. It was like <laughs> probably like real sugar and real ingredients and stuff like that. But it was oh, really good. It was really I good. I bet it was good, man, because like some of their food is just so good. Food's amazing. Like, their food is fantastic. Like my buddy, when we stayed out there, uh, we stayed in Okinawa for a week. He's uh, in the military, and so he lives on a base uh, for his work. He lived out there for like three or four years. But um, he was telling us, he was like, that's because over there, they don't use all these weird additives and crazy preservatives to get people addicted to the food. Like America. Yeah. It's like almost like this thing where they, you know, they care about their population's yeah. health. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they, everything is natural and real. So you can really taste it. That's what surprised me the most probably about the yeah. visit is how good everything tastes. And it's just so fresh and just like their anime. Their anime is so fresh, So too. fresh. Delicious anime. And just, oh, man. So speaking of anime, uh, we'd be remiss if we don't say a couple of words about anime since this is Uncle Hokage's anime podcast. Let's talk a little bit about two things. Um, you got me into Goblin Slayer, and I, I did a podcast about Goblin Slayer a while back before I switched to the new format. But I want to get your thoughts on Goblin Slayer for sure. Oh, (laughs) man. Where to start? First episode. Real quick. Should we do this as spoiler talk for Goblin Slayer? Let's do spoiler talk. Let's do a little. You're going to do it without spoilers? All right. Without spoilers. They need to look it up. Okay. So we're going to be talking abstractly about Goblin Slayer. Right. Go go on it. Go ahead, Quanso. Okay. First time I saw it. And then the way I explained to Christian, because he saw it as soon as I like told him about it. At yeah, first, the next day, he he seen a lot of animes just like me or any other otaku. We seen a lot of animes, and you know we get the occasion. Oh, you guys see this? You guys see this? And you know it's gonna change your life. And like, oh, it's so shocking. Sometimes, yeah, it is, but sometimes it's not. Like, it's still bearable. But when I saw this, and then. I just kept telling Christian, like, dude, first time I saw this episode, it was, like, all fun. And when the scene progressed and progressed, <laughs> I'll tell you a little bit apart. They come into a cave with, full of goblins, and that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, episode one. It's just, dude, it changed my mind. I felt like I had to change my First and last name, my zip code, my <laughs> security, like everything. <laughs> just, I was so shocked, dude. Like, I, I ain't gonna lie. I, I replayed the scene because I, I thought my eyes were lying. Yeah, and he prepped me a little bit for it. He was just like, "You think it's gonna be lighthearted, but it's there's a lot 
more to it and be prepared. It's going to be cool and intense. And so I went into it and I knew it was going to be intense and it still blew me away. (laughs) I was like, are you serious right now? And I was just like, when when you see it, you're going to feel like, did the goblin and I just make eye contact? (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, did... Oh my god, dude. I don't yeah. people need to watch Goblin Slayer. You really do. It's became easily one of my favorite anime for the year, even though it came out twenty eighteen. Um I saw online that they're yeah. working on a season two. It's not out yet. Oh yeah, I'm just waiting <laughs> for it, man. Just I don't like it can only go up from here. It's so good. Okay, so to give just a little bit of non spoily background, right, right. Goblin Slayer, it's like if an MMO world was a real place, yeah. and you know how in uh, MMO games you form a party, mm-hmm. and every party, every person has a different class. So you have right. your priest, you have your knight, you have your uh, rogue, so forth and so on. And so the story starts with a group of people forming a party in the home area and say, <laughs> "Let's go take out these goblins in this cave." Woo! Boy, were they wrong. But it's real. <laughs> oh, oh my god! So yeah, so I mean, I've already done the super crazy in-depth talk about uh, Goblin Slayer. How I just thought it was amazing. Anything else about Goblin Slayer in particular? Dude, like I love the whole like series, but I'm just saying like I can tell you much about it, but you're gonna love the episode. But like that one episode, even though how much I tell you about it, how much you try to prepare. The first episode is just gonna hit you, like in the face, and just like Mama said, knock you out, man. <laughs> yeah, like he's not playing. He's not kidding around. Yeah, I, I had no one to prepare me in my mind. That's why I had to replay the scene because my mind, it shocked me. Like I was. There like, are a few oh. shows like that where, um, that first episode yeah. kind of you're like, whoa. Um, some recent ones are like uh, Promise Neverland, first oh, episode. Yeah. Great one. Attack on Titans, first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the ones where you're like, oh, this is, they're not playing around. Yeah, they're so intense. Serious. Yeah, yeah, it's Goblin, intense. Yeah, Goblin Slayer? Oh, dude, you're just gonna, you're gonna need a new change. Of, you're just gonna have to take a shower, man. <laughs> with all the snot and tears and then just like uh, just go cry in the shower <laughs> other bodily function just what's wrong with my body <laughs> just, just full yeah yeah because you're gonna need that relief yeah it's, it's heavy. Just, oh, but it's in it yeah. uh, but on top of that even though it has that intense shock mm-hmm. you get that instant feel of tension and connection for the rest of the series. I think there are 12 episodes for the first season yeah uh, I watched them last like Sunday or last Monday or whatever. Yeah. And um, I, I haven't looked back, but it's a, it's, it's one of the, the best uh, series that are out right now. I'm not reading the manga because I'm invested in the anime. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what I'm waiting on, but some great characters, some cool locations. Yeah. It's just their whole, like the whole tone. Yeah. You're going to be shocked at in the first scene, but like yeah. the tone does like get a little bit lighter in some aspect, but the tone of the overall anime, they keep it on pace. Like they know when to tone it down a bit. Yes, yes. And then that's when they know when to like vamp it up. And then I thought the ending was actually pretty, like it was a great one, the 
it best was. Indie. It was fantastic for and first it, season. Yeah, yeah. and it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it, it it wasn't like too heavy. It wasn't too uh, just right light. like three bears. Yeah, it was. It was a baby bear. It's just. <laughs> it oh was perfect. God. Yeah, it just. I just <sighs> love the tone of it because. You know, most animes, yeah, they're. I'm start. Well, I started notices. Maybe other people might have said, "Oh, they already started doing that." But I noticed each side character is like have their own like little spiel or like, kind of like backstories. Sometimes I might not give it a lot, but like now there's. Well, yeah. Yeah, they're starting to have a lot of backstories for like the side characters. They don't just exist at to to be there for the main character. They have their own ish going on. Yeah, and that's what I love about it because, you know. Not really a spoiler, but like there's these another party that came from three different factions. Yeah. And they just, you know, one's a high elf, one's a lizard, and one's a dwarf. And they had a group together because, you know, they had a. I forgot the because, situation. No, no, but like, yeah, without kind of getting too deep into yeah. the situation, they had. There's like a history going on yeah. between these groups and between themselves and what they're trying mm-hmm. to do. They didn't just say. Hi, we need to form a party so that we yeah. have something else for the Goblin Slayer uh, show to show. It was there's reasons for these mm-hmm. characters to exist and stuff like that. So, in addition to Goblin Slayer, I'm not going to make you give a top five anime list, though I kind of want to see if you have one off the top of your head. Um, I feel oh, like that's man. the most important question for the oh. anime fans is what are your top five anime? My lists are broken, split in half. My manga, I have a top five manga list and a top five anime list. Um, that's hard, right? Oh, that is so hard, man. I've seen so many great so animes. Many. Uh, I'm going to have to plead the fifth on this one because, you know, voice <laughs> well, actor. Give one more of one of your favorite shows. Um, I mean, I, everyone already knows about Tokyo Ghoul and everything. Oh, you know? Tell us about Tokyo Ghoul. Dude, Tokyo Ghoul, like... Let's be honest, people. That new season when he was, I might, mm, I'm not sure. If I, I haven't, I haven't it. seen it yet. That's my my next. That's my next one on my list. But oh yeah, okay. Kwansu gave the stamp yeah. of approval, and his stamp has weight. I have to watch Tokyo Ghoul. It's just, I can't tell you about the third season because it goes into a little bit of a weird. Like everybody's like, what the heck? So Tokyo Ghoul, you have to read the manga. After like season one and two finish, you like I think you have kind of like the Berserk. Yeah, um, you haven't seen Berserk yet, right? No, I haven't. Right, it's like an older one. I don't think it's going to be that big a deal to spoil some of <laughs> mm-hmm. it. But at the end of the first of the, I think they just did one season through the golden age of the manga. It ends in this terrible, tragic place, and you're just like, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> and you literally have to read the manga in order to pick up because the anime just doesn't cover it. Yeah, that's what Toka Ghoul does because like a lot of things apparently happen, and uh, then it goes to season three, and I was like, "What? How come they didn't show it in the anime?" You know, and so that's what threw me off. But Toka Ghoul season one and two, season two is good, but Tokyo Ghoul one is not a okay. I won't say it. But season one by far is the best Tokyo oh, Ghoul. So excited. <laughs> like, oh. All right, you guys heard it here. Tokyo Ghoul, if you haven't seen it, if you want to see something new, because um, I'm always looking for something new. I got another one. He's got another one. I love it. Go ahead, hit me. The one that's underrated, or like some people might know, but a lot of people don't know, 
it's still, I feel like it's still up and coming though they got like a few seasons out there already. Uh, like four season, it's called Moggy. And the Moggy is like, you know, like Alibaba's time and everything where they have magical weapons, a lore type of deal. And they, it's like in game too, but this is their real life. And you guys should check out called Moggy. There's some of the uh, Moggy episodes on Netflix, right? But that's not the first yeah. season. I, I think they might have taken it down because that's where I got into Moggy was I found it on Netflix. But they have the other, the second season, which is Sinbad, Moggy, Sinbad edition. That's the one I've been seeing, yeah. Yeah. But it, before you watch the Sinbad, uh, what I say is you can watch the Sinbad one. And then watch the first season of Moggy because I'll give you a little bit of a spoiler because the Sinbad one technically is the prequel to Moggy. But how they made it was first they made Moggy the labyrinth mm. and then they made the Sinbad one. That, so yeah, yeah, that that usually is is kind of how prequels will come into existence. They're like, oh, what else can we do? And then they're yeah. just like, well, let's tell this person's backstory and right. stuff like that. Well, I, I'm assuming that they, they probably have it on Crunchyroll, uh, Funimation, or one of those uh, streaming sites where you can get your anime. It may even be on Hulu. I don't know. There's so many different ones, but uh, I have my I got my Crunchyroll account, so I'm gonna see if it's <laughs> yeah. on there. Uh, and, my, my VRV account or whatever. Yeah, and just also like, oh man, there's so many like jokes in there. Like everyone's gonna love the character. I believe his name was Aladdin. <laughs> the little blue hair kid. I think his name is Aladdin or Moggy or something. But right, right. He's just, dude. He's the comedic relief, and I'm just like, oh my god. I love that. You don't see too many main characters that are real comedic reliefs these days, other than like Luffy. Yeah, it's just, and that's what I'm also noticing is like they're having. It's just like this character uh, instead of having just one main character, like kind of like Tokyo Ghoul. Of course, they got like major character roles, but. Ken Kaneki is the main character, but in this one, there's actually what I believe. I mean, the writers and everybody else can tell me that I'm wrong, but like, I just believe from my perspective is the other character name is Alibaba, uh, the blonde hair kid. Uh, Aladdin, blue hair kid, and Alibaba, blonde hair. I believe they're both the main characters. And they show up in scenes that some are not available at the time, but I believe in that story arc or anything, they're both the main characters. So it's not just the traditional one, it's two. I like when stories do that too, because you get that almost like depth. Yeah. You get multiple perspectives, and sometimes one character will go off in one direction and show mm -hmm. you something, and the other character will stay at wherever that they are. So you get both sides to all these stories. Yeah. And is what I found out is like, not what I found out, but what I've always known or had a speculation to is like people, yeah, everyone loves main characters, but nowadays like people still love their main characters, but they're also loving the side characters. Of course, yeah, I love the side characters. And just, oh man, like a great one is Roanor Zoro is another one. That's my favorite One Piece character, everybody. Oh, Zoro, three sword style, Santoru, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm about. That's what I'm about. So this is, we're going to have to talk about One Piece one day because yeah. Kwon Su is just now getting into One Piece. He is in the arc 
where uh, Water Seven Down or Water Down or something, where yeah. you meet Frankie for the first time and the Frankie family. So he's, I'm so jealous right now because <laughs> he's experiencing this for the first time. When I yeah. watched that, I oh. was scrambling to find episodes Ooh. of One Piece. They had it up like on YouTube. Like, yeah, yeah. It was so, like, there was streaming was not what it is today. But oh man, I wish I could watch it again for the first time. Dude. Let me say this, the Luffy versus uh, Usopp. Usopp, yeah. Dude, that was just hit you right in the feelers. Heart-wrenching. Like, like oh, you man. guys may not even remember that. It's happened so long ago, but when Usopp challenged Luffy for the right to the ship. Yeah, the going Mary. Like, <laughs> dude, it was just so intense. It was just so many emotions, and it's just, it's, like, you felt every word that each character was saying because of how intense it was, but, like, it was because the ship was there for them and it meant so much. One had to make the hard decision, yeah. and one just couldn't let go, and I just... That, for me, was, like, one of the highlights of One Piece. Is just, it was so wow. real. It just, because even though you have characters who can stretch and they're rubber and characters who are these, like, fantastic liars and stuff, yeah. <laughs> like... That's a real moment because it's, Usopp wasn't using his brain. He was being 100% um, emotional about the situation because he was the one that procured the ship uh, from the girl from his hometown. Yeah. So he was connected to it in that kind of crazy way. But Luffy's like, hey, I oh. understand, but we got to move on. Yeah, it's just, Ooh. oh, man. When you said Usopp or like, when you said like liar, that just reminded me like, did you remember that episode where they lost their memory or something? Oh, that was weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lu, uh, Luffy like woke up or something. He's like, "Oh, that's the swordsman. That's the chef. That's the doctor." And then he points at Usopp. That's the liar. It's <laughs> <laughs> like exactly. Liar. I love the moment in yeah. Arlong Park where Usopp is fighting the guy by himself, yeah. <laughs> and so he has the giant like fifty-ton hammer or whatever, but it's really a balloon with frying yeah. pans on the like. Stuff like that. He made me oh, laugh man. more than I expected to laugh. Love One Piece. Okay. So I want to 130% say thank you to Kwan Su for talking through this podcast oh, with man. me. How was your, uh, your first uh, hour-long podcast? How'd that feel, bud? Dude, it didn't even feel like an hour long because <laughs> we just love this subject. So we can go on for days. We could go on for days. I, I love it, man. I love what you're doing. Like I'm so glad to be working with you too. It's just phenomenal experience. Oh, it's I'm having a I'm having a great time. He keeps me um in the present and he keeps me like he's like, Hey, hey, stop stop being too old, Uncle Hokage. <laughs> let's 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 kill let's keep it going. Yeah. So he keeps me energized and everything. And we're gonna do some great stuff. I'm really excited about putting his reel out there. It's oh, gonna be too. I'm so excited. Oh man. We're oh. gonna do some uh, more detailed stuff, but we're kind of getting our feet wet and everything, but look out for him really, really soon. Uh, do you have anything else to say to the listeners uh, before we do the closeout? You guys just watch anime, get into it. I love. It. Don't let it take over your life, but if you let it take over your life, become a voice actor so you can get a job. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Love anime, pursue your passion, you know, and just... Get on top of See, it. He said it better than I could. So on that note, thank you for listening to Uncle Hokage's Anime Podcast. And uh, like, share, subscribe. Share this podcast with one other, one other person. Just do me that favor. Uh, and love, peace, and hair grease. Peace.